Hello and welcome to Alternative Christian Voices. I want to give an early warning. For everyone uh, listening, I have no guest. This will be an arrogant, egotistical, self-indulgent monologue, unapologetically pushing my liberal agenda. So, you know, but it should only take like 10, 12 minutes, so bear with me. Trigger warning for anyone who can't listen to lefties, liberals, snowflakes or millennials. I am all of the above. Feel free to jump off now. I won't judge you. Right. Now that they're gone, let me tell you what's bothering me. I went to a wedding recently. Now, I love weddings. I've always loved weddings. I'm often seen at weddings, like, puffing my chest out and trying to look as masculine as I can whilst I try not to cry. I don't care very much about the details, church weddings or hotel weddings or a registry office wedding. I don't mind if it's a buffet or an after-dinner uh, sort of thing or a disco. I, I just like weddings. I think it's beautiful to watch two people who love each other do paperwork in front of you. But, well, I, I think it's beautiful to watch two people committing themselves to each other, to make a legally binding commitment to each other. And I know that it doesn't always go the way they thought it would. Hardly anything ever does, doesn't it? And I know that sometimes it doesn't work out. And, and sometimes people get married for the wrong reasons or they enter into it hastily or without really thinking about what they're doing. I know all of that. But I think that most of the time, in that moment, when they stand you know, up at the front, in front of their friends and families, and they make those commitments, most of the time people genuinely mean them. And I think that that is just stunning. One of the great pleasures and joys of my life is getting to marry people. And getting to marry the people that come to my church for their wedding. It's such an honour to get to be that person. My favourite bit is when uh, I get to declare them Mr and Mrs, whatever their new name is. I'm afraid it is at the moment Mr and Mrs. We'll get to that. So I went to this wedding. And this was, by some way, the fanciest wedding I've ever been to. So as soon as I pulled up into the car park of the hotel, I knew that I didn't, you know, belong there. And we were greeted by like quite a small man in a really nice suit. And everything about him, everything about his demeanour and the way he called me sir in a kind of aggressive way, it all said that he was looking down on me. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know if this is like deep-seated genetic working classness, but I, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not sure what that says about me, but I, I thought, you know, someone, or, or more likely someone's dad, is paying a lot of money for this man to judge me. And, and, and usually when I get judged, it's cheap. So it's nice to know that this judgment you know, was expensive. Someone paid a lot of money for me to be judged. And there's a massive, like, immaculate lawn out the front, and they had, like, glass hallways going into the main room, so they were, like, glass on, glass on, like, both sides. And then the floor was glass... And if you look down, you could look into the cellar underneath. And I know, obviously I know what you really want to know. Was there good shit to nick in the toilets? Well, I'm very pleased to be able to tell you, especially loyal listeners, I'm very pleased to be able to tell you that absolutely was. As well as fancy moisturiser next to the soap, there were those really thick, cottony, you know, like really thick paper towels. The ones that sort of feel like real towels, but they're disposable. And on the side there was a basket with like loads of cool stuff in it. And there was no like little pot for money. There was no one watching. You could just take it. And it had like little things of anti-back. It had uh, paracetamol. It had Gaviscon. Loads and loads of cool stuff. 
showing my age a bit that I think that's cool stuff, especially that I think Gaviscon is cool stuff. That's quite a, I mean, I prefer Rennie's, but it's quite a central part of my life now. So, Dale, if you're listening, if the hotel asked you, you know, where it all went, um, you know, where all the stuff in the baskets went, that, that was me. I took loads. It was awesome. And I'm not sorry. And I've still got a bunch of the fancy paper towels. I've been saving them for bad days. I find it really cheer, it really cheers me up. So, like, if I'm having a really bad day, I, like, I can go to the toilet and pretend that I'm in a really fancy hotel and that I've got loads of money. I'm not sure I actually want loads of money. Well, that's a topic for another day. So the wedding the wedding was beautiful. It was really nice, really well done. There was a, a the, their dog, Charlie was the ring bearer. It was awesome. They put the they put the um uh rings in a little I think they were in a little pouch that they tied to his collar. It honestly it was I was well emotional. And then we had like a super fancy dinner that I didn't pay for, which is always a perk, though I have always found it strange. Why is it that on your wedding day, you have to buy everyone else lunch? See, that seems odd to me. It seems like someone should be buying you lunch on your wedding day. But, you know, I get to go to a lot of this sort of thing because people like my wife. So I kind of get sucked in by the gravity of Rachel's invitation to a lot of weddings. I got distracted. Where am I? And before dessert, I'm back. Before dessert, they, they did the speeches. You know, it was fairly normal, and the dad was well funny. He kept making sex jokes. I love it when dads do that. That's the second weird thing I've said since I started this monologue. Anyway, the best man was like appropriately embarrassing. It was all good. And then the one of the grooms. Have I mentioned that yet? It's quite. It was a gay wedding. That's quite important to the narrative. If I haven't mentioned that yet, you probably got it from the title. So one of the grooms stood up and he gave a speech. And at the end of his speech, he did something. That's been bothering me ever since. He thanked me. Not specifically me. But he thanked every straight person in the room. He talked about all of the struggle and challenge that so many people had gone through to make it possible for those two people to get married that day. And, you know, he talked about sort of famous uh, gay rights campaigners for our history. And then he said something along the lines of thank you to all the straight people in the room who have supported and encouraged. And he said how important it is that straight people stand up for them and help them. That, that straight people uh, stand up for, for gay rights because, you know, I suppose you could just say that well, a, a gay person would be pro-gay rights, wouldn't they? He said how important it was. And then he said he, he, he dubbed us all, all straight people, there that day, he dubbed us official allies of the LGBT plus QHXP. Come on, guys, you have to recognise it. It's too many letters. Get a cool name. He dubbed us allies of the community. And do you know, I just thought that I sat there and I felt quite, you know, a little bit upset and a little bit ashamed. And I just thought, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve to be dubbed an ally. I don't deserve your respect or your appreciation. I don't deserve to be considered your ally. Because I haven't stood up for you. I haven't spoken out for you. I I haven't fought for your rights or your equality. I've been publicly very quiet on on the topic, really. And I think the reason for that is because I'm afraid of what some other Christians might think of me. I don't think I've ever had a problem with gay marriage. I don't think I've ever actually been undecided. I think I've pretty much always been okay with it. 
But I think I've pretended to be sort of unsure, like leaning on the liberal side, but unwilling to commit. I've said things like, you know, it's a really complicated issue, isn't it? And, you know, I can see why people would feel either way. And I've done that because I've been afraid of what people might think of me. And that's embarrassing. I'm ashamed of that. Because people's lives are on the line. People's lives are on the line, and I'm afraid that people might think I'm a bit liberal. And because of what people think, I've hidden in the security of my heterosexuality, I've skirted the issue, whilst people are denied equal rights, whilst people are abused and even killed for something they didn't choose, for something they can't control. No, it's that's not good enough. So I don't know what you think. I, I know that not all of my listeners are necessarily Christians. Um, I, I don't know how aware, I don't suppose you guys are aware of, of your makeup as an audience, but we've developed quite a strange, eclectic collection of people that listen to this show. There's sort of 400, four to 500 of you um, uh, from all over the place. We, we started with a lot of gay people because we started on, a, on an episode about homosexuality. But, so I don't know what you think, but to me the church is supposed to be the voice of the voiceless, the, the hope for the hopeless, the defender of the oppressed. We're supposed to stand for truth, liberty, for justice, for equality, and, and most importantly, we're supposed to stand for people. All people. Because all people are made in the image of God. All people are unique and precious. And all people are immensely valuable. And we're supposed to give a shit about them. And you know, throughout history, we, we have been. We've been front and centre of uh, movements for equality, for workers' rights, for, for race equality, for homeless care, for, for child protection. All, all over the world, we've been front and centre of these sorts of issues. It was a Christian that founded the NHS. And Aaron uh, Bevan, the MP who proposed it he called it a piece of real socialism and a piece of real christianity we'll talk about that another time any nurses listening you know, give me a ring so when i put that little white strip of plastic that most people call a dog collar into my shirt in the morning i believe that it's supposed to mean something as a public representative of the church i'm supposed to stand for all people everywhere I'm supposed to be a voice for justice and equality, to be a voice against oppression. I'm supposed to stand for people, whoever they are. In the Church of England, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're licensed to a parish, not to an area, uh, to an area, not to a church. We're not, we're not licensed to serve a church, we're licensed to serve an area. And that's because if you live in my parish, whatever you think of me, whether you think I'm the best or the worst thing to happen to Noel West, or, or, or anything in between, whatever your opinion on the church is, I have a duty to care about you. I, I made vows before a bishop and before God to care about you. Whether you want me or not, I am your priest, and I'm obliged to give a shit. And I'm not doing that because I'm a coward. But I'm done with that now. So to Dale, to Johnny, Stefan, Olivier, Morwenna, Isabella, Michael, Neil, Becky, Morna, Bob, Chris, Adam, Jamie, Clive, David, Simon, anyone I've forgotten, or anyone, there are a few of you that I've missed on purpose because I'm not sure if you're out or not, to all of you, I'm sorry, I fucked up.
but I'm going to do better. And I'm going to earn the right to be called your ally. I'm not going to do theology. I was uh, at this point. I was going to do. Uh, I was going to do some theology of of, of sexuality. I, I wrote some down, um, but I've decided not to. I decided not to for uh, well, mostly uh, because there are way better and and way more qualified people than me to do that job, and I feel like like you you should have someone who knows what they're talking about to talk about this really. But also because I want to appeal to those who disagree with me. If there are any still listening, I know that the, the title is probably pretty self-selecting. And I don't want you to think that I'm just trying to change your mind. You can disagree with me. That's okay. I don't like it, but it's okay. It has to be okay, because if we're not allowed, uh, if we're not allowed to disagree with each other, then we're not really free. If we all, if we all have to think the same thing, we're not really free. So I don't like it, but it's okay. You can be uncomfortable with homosexuality as long as you accept, of course, that um, that makes me uncomfortable with you. However, if you are calling yourself a Christian, you cannot judge, abuse, or insult anyone. And you cannot treat anyone like a second-class citizen. Whatever you think of someone, you have a duty to care for them, to fight for them, to defend them. You have a responsibility as a Christian to fight for equality, to fight for justice, and to seek the good of everyone that God has made. And that is, for the record, everyone. As a Christian, you can never justify treating anyone with anything short of love, dignity, and respect. You can disagree, but you can't let people be abused and assaulted. You can't overlook injustice and equality. You just can't. God loves all people. God cares about all people, whoever they are, whatever they are, with no exceptions, and so you have to as well. And to what I suspect is probably the larger group, the people who, like me, have been quiet on this issue, sort of quietly supportive from the background, but uh, unwilling to well, to come out, to, to borrow a phrase. People's lives are on the line. So you can't sit on the fence anymore. People are being executed. People are being imprisoned for their entire lives. Even in this country, people are shouted at in the street. Kids are bullied. People are assaulted. Prejudice is still rampant. And I think that a huge part of the reason why is because we sit on the fence. Your silence, and before today my silence, allows this to happen. You're refusing to stand up for people, to defend people opens the door to prejudice. Your silence opens the door to prejudice. Do you know that most people think we're homophobes? Most people see my collar and they assume that I'm anti-gay. That's what people think of us. People think we're homophobes. We can't sit on the fence anymore. We're talking about people's lives. They matter. And you cannot let people keep hurting them. So this is my plea to you. Come out as not a fascist. I did. I'm doing it now. And to be honest with you, it's fucking terrifying, but it's the right thing to do. Gay people don't cause floods. God doesn't hate you. And I'm sorry. I want to leave you with something that was read at the wedding. Remember the wedding? <laughs> Remember the wedding? That's where we, that's where we started this, 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 this long 
uh, self-indulgent monologue. This was the closing statement of Justice Anthony Kennedy on his ruling on equal marriage in America. He said that no union is more profound than marriage, for it embodies the highest ideals of love, fidelity, devotion, sacrifice and family. In forming a marital union, two people become something greater than once they were. As some of the petitioners in these cases demonstrate, marriage embodies a love that may endure even past death. It would misunderstand these men and women to say they disrespect the idea of marriage. Their plea is that they do respect it. Respect it so deeply that they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. Their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one of civilization's oldest institutions. They ask for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. So as always, um, it's been self-indulgent uh, from the beginning. I might as well finish it that way. As always, please do uh, like and share. Um, I have no strategy. I have no plan. I don't really know what I'm doing. So um, this only works if you help me. Uh, thank you for listening to... Uh, what did I call it? Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to uh, Gay People Don't Cause Floods. And I'm sorry. I really am sorry. <laughs>